Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Dave's Good Vibration Station with Dave Cohen, right here on LA Talk Radio. What's up, guys? You've just tuned in to Dave's Good Vibration Station here on LATalkRadio.com, world's most listened to internet talk radio station. Yeah, baby. Can you feel the energy? and friends, vibrational beings of unconditional light, love, abundance, happiness, joy, and laughter, thank you for sharing your Sunday with us. For the purpose of raising your vibration and raising the vibration of our planet and all of her inhabitants, welcome to Dave's Good Vibration Station, uh, where you give me the opportunity to raise your vibration through bringing inspiring, beautiful, empowering people here on this show as a platform to express their knowledge, their understanding about ourselves and the world that we live in. As you guys know, being uh, Vibration Station listeners, we do have a very special guest that joins us uh, just about once a month. And... Um, this specific gentleman has influenced me in extremely powerful ways. He's opened me up to concepts that um, I embrace still to this day um, from when, when I first connected with him. Um, he's been an inspiration of my life through what he has created, what he's dedicated his life to. And um, to say, you know, nonetheless, um, he really is a, um, a, a, a powerful an empowering and knowledgeable individual that uh, is definitely here on this planet working his light and spreading his love. Bruce, welcome to the show. It is always a pleasure to have you. What a blessing. How you doing today, brother? Thanks, David. Always always a joy to be on your show. You um you raise the vibration um 
exponentially with the things that you have to offer. And um, obviously, listeners, um, we've talked about this before, and we've been going through, actually, the geometry code, universal symbolic mirrors of natural laws within us. Um, you know, sacred geometry. So you guys want to check out a couple things. Number one, the geometry code book. That's um, Universal Symbolic Mirrors of Natural Laws Within Us. Friendly Reminders of Inclusion to Forgive the Dreamer of Separation. Literally one of my favorite book titles of all time. And you guys also are going to want to check out geometrycode.com. That's just www.geometrycode.com. There you can find um, one of Bruce's websites where he really discloses a bunch of powerful information regarding geometry, its relationship with the universe and galactic alignments, um, dimensional um, gifts, like multi-dimensional, like four-dimensional gifts. Like there's so many cool things on this website. It's definitely, um, on my favorites page. And, um, every time I get a chance, I make sure to stop in to, uh, and, um, you know, see what's there to offer. You can also sign up, um, subscribe, uh, in the right hand corner, there's uh, a subscribe button if you are looking to get updates on that as well. So, Bruce, we have a, a really cool show today, a show that I've actually been looking forward to um, for quite some time. I think cause and effect is one of the, um, I want to say most basic, but at the same time, almost kind of most misunderstood concepts in 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 spirituality, metaphysics, quantum physics, whatever you want to call it. Um it's really um something that has been um overlooked. I mean, we all understand cause and effect. You know, uh you you push a car you put a car in neutral and you know push it down a rolling hill the effect is momentum and if there's no one in that car the the effect could be very detrimental uh the cause being you know you pushing the car therefore creating uh, the mem- the momentum due to the downhill motion when we think of cause and effect that's you know just a typical example that comes to my head but this type of cause and effect is similar but holds different properties and bruce is going to be getting into that today really powerful uh, really powerful show for you guys. First and foremost, Bruce, how are you feeling today, brother? That's- I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. And and I always appreciate your kind words and, and, and lavish uh, endorsements and so forth. Um, <laughs> we got to, man. People got to see what you're doing, brother. It's good stuff. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, thank, thank you for that introduction to the, the uh, more importantly, to the law of cause and effect, which I think is something that everyone can um, use to everyone's advantage and, and to no one else's disadvantages. Yeah. Disadvantage. And that's I think that's the important thing is is um, the inclusive nature is is if we can look at why we do things and the interconnectedness of things and what's going on in our mind and I, I think I don't think we can really look at this seven um, the seven hermetic laws of this of which is the uh, this uh, this of uh, law of cause and effect is the sixth of the seven hermetic laws uh, without looking at the first one which is the law of mentalism that says that everything is mental yes and 
so so really um the the hermetic laws that were put together thousands of years ago according to egyptian lore anyway um really address the mind and i think any any system that's worth its salt is is going to do the same if it's going to be something that really helps people to understand uh in an effective way how to alter the course of uh not so much their physical lives but their their inner lives that they where it really can make a difference because the physicality of our lives uh, comes and goes. Things enter and leave our lives, you know, uh, just like Shakespeare said, you know, all the actors have their entrances and their exits and, yes. and, uh, <laughs> yes. and, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, a fool's comedy kind of a thing. But, uh, but in the mind, we, we choose our identity over time. And I think we can gradually shift that identity from, from being at the mercy of form to being, uh, a, and, an aspect of spirit and yes. and that's i think incredibly liberating and and where the real freedom lies and i think that's where you know einstein nailed it when he said that you know you don't solve a problem on the level that it was was made up at i'm yes. going to paraphrase this greatly of course but you, you solve it um you know essentially by going above that uh, or beyond that or transcending the level that we made up the problem well the problem that i think we all made up is we made up an identity that's based on a space-time persona and its little poster child puppet body that, you know, we, we <laughs> from the, the birth into these bodies that we are so thoroughly identified with, we, we think of them as almost identical with what we think of as the self. Right. Um, and because of that, it's kind of like we're just zombies walking around in this, this sci-fi flick that we don't realize that you know we wrote the script on not not in necessarily individually but as collectively we wrote this this massive holographic movie yes. um, where there appear to be separate bodies and things and atoms and planets and galaxies and you know from quarks to quasars and all all the, everything in between and right and 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 you mentioned something about galaxies and on the website I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I have too much about galaxies, but but I think the spiral aspect of it is is kind of cool, and that ties into the fractals, which ties into uh, I think the, a good metaphor for the law of cause and effect, which is uh, a tree, and and you know the fact that we took this perfect oneness, mm. um, you know I'm, I'm kind of wax a bit metaphysic metaphysical before I get pragmatic again, I think, but <laughs> but we, we we take this perfect oneness that we all are, and in our minds. In our delusional minds, we've broken it down into all these little separate things. Yes. And and Einstein said, you know, even getting back to him, uh, you know, one of my favorite quotes of his is, you know, it's an optical delusion of consciousness that we see separate selves and separate things. Again, that's paraphrased, but that's, you know, that and how he in the, the end of that quote he says we must extend our compassion to all things, all beings, all you know, animate and inanimate, and in order to really transcend. The limitations of that of that delusion, and the, that delusion basically is what is referred to in some metaphysical systems as level confusion, mm. and, and that's where we identify with the effect, which is the bodies, the the you know the planets, the the uh, all the stuff that populates our world, the, all the the actors in our script that we wrote and forgot conveniently forgot forgot that we wrote um, all that stuff all the the, the stage props of, of our life if you want to think of it that way right. um, are merely the effects of the screenplay 
that we wrote on a level that we're not consciously aware of, but we can become aware of that, I think, by looking at the contents of our mind and looking at how we feel and how we, uh, you know, what's going on in uh, the quality of our um, identifications moment to moment. And if we're feeling upset about what's what's happening in the world, and it's it's challenging not to, frankly. Right. Um, <laughs> I just flip on the news or or you know look at a you know a YouTube uh, video or a blog post or something, and, and you know it's amazing how many insanely crazy things are happening in the world. Right. That that reflect this idea that that. Um, it was possible for us to uh, be disconnected from each other. Right, right. And that's just that's just frankly insane. And even modern physics, you know, tells us that that's just a convenient, um, if you will, misunderstanding. <laughs> yes. You know, and that's in fact one of the yes. Beatles songs. You know, misunderstanding all you see. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Feels. You know. For sure. And, and that's that's really kind of a, in a sense what we do, we do. we just see misunderstanding because we see all the little pieces. But we have tools that we can get back to it. And we haven't talked too much about sacred geometry in the last um, f- few uh, segments of our conversations. But I think, I think this might be a good time to reintroduce the idea of interconnectedness and yes. fractality and, and the holographic principle. It's beautiful. Because the, the, it, I think it really relates nicely to cause and effect because we usually – in our finite thinking as you know identified with a separate person that has separate interests in a separate body in a separate you know city state county country planet yada yada it goes on <laughs> uh, you know all this little you know zoom you know like the those movies where you zoom into the from the the, the farthest region regions of multiple galaxies all the way yes. down to you know a person lying in a blanket you know and totally totally and then they then they zoom back into you know the cellular level and then finally to the you know quark level but but you know where we think we are in the middle of that that hologram is it pretty isolated and and uh, it's just it's just this tiny tiny little portion of a vast web of cause right. that is the mind that the, the one you know the, the you know, all-inclusive mind that has in in some fashion and, and this is where I think Eastern mysticism is very supportive of it is made up what's called Maya or illusion mm. and and that's the illusion that that things could be separate ah uh, yes. And, yes and that's just a crazy idea so the way we get back to uh, on a, a peaceful awareness, a one one where there isn't uh, a quote other unquote out there trying to get us, right. or that we need to be have some sort of adversarial relationship to. Right. I think is by looking at the contents of our mind and handing over to, if you will, a, a higher authority within ourselves. And we all have this. We all have. We, you could call it our inner kindness teacher, or or you know our, our um, infinite spirit, or what, whatever. And you could, you know, pick pick maybe a, a mystical or religious figure that, that inspires you. It doesn't matter, but something that represents symbolically uh, an awareness of integrity and of kindness that is inclusive of everyone. Ah, beautifully said. That I think is really what gets us out of our trance, out of our out of our, out of our hypnotic spell yes. that that has us all blindly chasing after self interest. It's so true. And uh, I'm going to quote a little bit from one of my favorite metaphysical uh, tomes. Uh, this is from uh, How is Judgment Relinquished from the Manual for Teachers of Course in Miracles. And I'm just going to read a couple of sentences, two or three sentences. Here. It Beautiful. says, in order to Beautiful. judge anything rightly, 
one would have to be fully aware of an inconceivably wide range of things, past, present, and to come. Mm. One would have to recognize in advance all the effects of his judgments on everyone and everything involved in them in any way. And one would have to be certain there is no distortion in his perception, so that his judgment would be wholly fair to everyone on on whom it rests now and in the future. Who is in a position to do this? (laughs) Who except in grandiose fantasies would claim this for himself? Well, I think that's a pretty good rhetorical question right there, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. It basically says, wait a minute. I mean, it's, it's insane to think that that based on our separate interests, we're going to find our way out of the quagmire. <laughs> it's yeah. a paradigm. It makes no sense. Yeah, it, it's just it's just whacked out, and, right. and we see this play out over and over again. Again, you just flip on your favorite media, and and watch or listen to you know what's going on on the planet, and it doesn't have to be far away. It could be just looking down the street, or or you know looking at what you do in your own life. You know, I I'm raising my hand in the air. It's like yeah, I I notice this all the time because because but but watching it without condemnation. I think loosens our grip on that identity, uh, and if we can just yes. watch when we feel out of sorts, when we go down that that dysfunctional road of thinking that I'm going to change my my little dream life here and and make it uh, you know improve upon it. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, but if we do it kind of in isolation, thinking, well, do I need to do it at anyone else's expense? Right. That's a good question right there. And, right. And, and usually, uh, <laughs> most of the time, if we're honest with ourselves, it's like, well, yeah, I have to cannibalize something else. I mean, even, even just the very fact that we have to eat other plants and animals. Right. Let alone, you know, thousands of microorganisms with each breath, you know, uh, meet their demise, you know, just by the fact that we we like breathing. Wow, <laughs> you it's know, so but, interesting. Not to feel to guilty about, about that, but just, just, right, just to look right. at the system and not condemn ourselves right. for being part of an insane uh, hallucination. Right, and 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 it's but it's a holographic one because it's not just happening on the scale of the, the little cells that we think we are. It's on it's on a global scale. Right. You know, certainly we see it on a national level, and when you when you see, you know, the the insanity of patriotism and and warfare and and uh, mm. you know the things that are spawned from from that kind of thinking. Yes. But also just looking at how when we try to do things without um, recognizing that. There's a, a result, or, or a, a, a you know, a, <laughs> there's there's consequences for every thought that we have, and that can be, in some sense, a sobering, but it also can be incredibly liberating if we recognize that if I if I identify with a cause that is not uh, anchored to an identity that's separate, then. That's very freeing. That's wow. Very, very freeing. It's that's that's the key. <laughs> I feel like yeah. you know that's that's one of the keys. You know, um, something actually that that inspired me was one of the uh, actually the the opening quote of uh, chapter nine, cause and effect, sixth of uh, the seven hermetic laws is, um, you know, projection makes perception. The world you see is what you gave it. Nothing more than that. But though it is no more than that, it is not less. Therefore, to you, it is important. It is the witness to your state of mind. The outside picture of an inward condition. As man thinketh, so does he perceive. 
Therefore, seek not to change the world, but choose to change your mind about the world. Perception is a result and not a cause. And that is why order of difficulty in miracles is meaningless. Everything looked up, uh, excuse me, everything looked upon with vision is healed and holy. Nothing perceived without it means anything. And where there is no meaning, there is no chaos. A Course in Miracles, chapter 21. That's absolutely beautiful, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely beautiful. And and actually, that's the introduction to another section called the Forgotten Song, which to me is is incredibly inspiring. And and uh, you know, I, I usually either internally or sometimes externally, you know, get emotional reading that because it's just so so beautiful. But it basically reminds us that that beyond the world that we made up in our interpretation of things. Right. Not not the reality, but our interpretation of reality. <laughs> right. That's that's where we get ourselves into such a quagmire. Because we because the 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 the, uh, the feedback that we get from our senses of this hologram that we made up, and it is a hologram, and that's what modern physics is going to more and more is that this is a projection of the mind. Yes. Um, is subject to our interpretation. Yes. And that is where the incredible freedom lies. And I think the freedom that, that this section of, that you just quoted from um, leads to is a reminder that there is this incredible beauty beyond the chaos that we see. And, and there's an, an, an unfathomably profound order and peacefulness yes. and, and a, gent, a gentle innocence that we all... Uh, really have and are um, as our birthright but we've covered it over we've we've it's like we've you know piled up these massive obstacles in our mind right. to remembering that right. because we think on some level and this this gets to this sort of ontological uh, <laughs> infraction that we think that somehow we we committed this perfect cosmic crime <laughs> on some level that we're not even aware of but we're so far down in the cave right you know, we're so deep in the cave that we branched off and branched off in this. This, I, I saw. It reminds me. I'm going to digress for a moment. I saw a video. Um, I'm not sure if I shared it on Facebook. I share a lot of stuff on Facebook, but but I thought this was a good metaphor. I think I did. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a guy took um, found an abandoned anthill, and he poured liquid aluminum down in the the entrance to this anthill. Mm. And waited, you know, I don't know, an hour or two for it to cool. And then he took a, a shovel and then he poured gallons of this liquid metal. Oh, wow. And, and waited for it to cool and pulled it out. And it made this incredibly profound uh, sculpture. I mean, it's this beautiful sculpture where all the little wow. uh, tributaries and branches of the tunnels that these ants had dug now be- became this, this metal sculpture. Oh, because wow. It was the negative space that the metal filled in that right. when he pulled it out and then turned it upside down and put it on a, a little stand, it just looked like, like this gorgeous tree of, of just a bizarre, you know, surreal uh, dimensions. And um, Wow. But what a great metaphor because, you know, the roots of a tree being, if you want to think of that in, on a symbolic level of a cause, and then the branches that we see above ground and, and the the limbs and branches and, and uh, twigs and, and leaves and, and fruit eventually, you know, that that's just the reflection of the, the root system. It's a mirror, if you will, of, of the cause of the nu- nutrients that, that feed into it. And I think that's how a lot of, a lot of times we could look at our mind as – and another metaphor that comes to mind is the iceberg 
that most of it's un, underwater, and we just see the little tip of it. And and you know, there's so much in our unconscious mind that we're just not aware of. But we get a chance to to heal the things that we've orphaned off and tried to to fragment. And, and, you know, take these little branches and twigs and split them off instead of following it back to the trunk, back to the root, um, back to the source in the mind and seeing that the division never happened right. because it's, the tree is still intact. We, yes. we may, in a dream, may have thought that we fragmented off. And we look at another person and we say, oh, that person's separate from me. Well, like Einstein said, that's an optical delusion of consciousness. Yes. We, we think on the level of form that there are separate people and, and it would be silly in a pragmatic sense to not you know do the normal customary things in the world to to address life as we are accustomed to living it but i think if we can cultivate our minds like mystics through the ages have done and begin to see the interconnectedness and the shared interest and the fact that we're all in the same boat and we're all deserving compassion mm. and that that Every life matters, and uh, and that includes all all of creation. I mean, everything that we can possibly imagine uh, is is having the same delusion. And, and if we, you know, I like how Ken Wapnick says, you know, if you if you slog to the bathroom mirror in the morning, you still see a reflection. You know, you've got your work cut out for yourself because you, you, if you still think that there's a separate person, you know, <laughs> and right. that's your identity, then. You know, then we have a little, little bit more work to do. But that's okay. That just means that we need to, to follow that thread. That you know, there was a dark thread that we took into the cave metaphorically, where we branched and branched and branched, and find ourselves, you know, deeper into the darkness of of the belief and separation. But we can use this geometric model of a fractal, or you know, like this ant colony turned upside down, and. and bring it out and and invert it you know kind of turn it inside out and we see wow the contents of our mind if we really examine it it's all connected and every single incident in our life becomes an opportunity to forgive ourselves Mm. for believing that we damaged perfect oneness that we somehow could could fragment or fracture that wow and the fractal then can become either a symbol of the ego to divide right or it can be by following the tributaries back to their source um, you know, back to the ocean, if you will. Um, uh, we see that it's all one thing, but it just it, when we get so far down the branches, it just seems like things are separate. But right. we, when we follow it back to the source, it's like taking that that dark thread that led us into the cave, and we we use the exact same thread, but we pull on it in the other direction, and it leads us back to the light at the opening of the cave, right. and all the branches come together, and it becomes a golden thread that we then uh. follow back to the light that we all share. That's that's like poetry, Bruce. That's just it's like it's that's poetic. Well, a, lot, a lot of that's from audio programs that I've I've heard you know, just metaphors. So I want to you know acknowledge and you know tip of the hat to yeah. just some of the authors like like Ken Wapnick who have had incredibly profound influence on my life. Um, yes, that have come up with so many of these metaphors that I find helpful. And um, but it's all it's all about getting back to the cause, isn't it? Looking it is. at the mind, it is seeing how we feel in any given moment. Noticing that that the surreal quality of our lives can be transcended when we look at how we feel and not condemn ourselves for when we feel out of sorts or when we have a tendency to judge or or be critical of someone else or ourselves and realize that 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 is part of the fracturing process. Yes. It's using that thread in the wrong direction. And all we have to do is just take the same instance, the same situation, 
the same circumstance that we may have initially felt bad about, turn it around, you know, to use another <laughs> phrase from Byron Katie, who I also admire, and we just turn it around and say, you know, is, is this the truth? Am I really... Am I really seeing this properly from this limited perspective, or is there a, a bigger picture? Is there, you know, can I see everyone in the same boat? Can I see the quality of inclusion that leads me to be more kind and more charitable and more more um, compassionate yes. with everyone and everything in my life? Yes, and that then becomes our way out of, you know, a. a a zombie dream. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a nightmare that no, we wouldn't wish on anyone, including ourselves. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, it's very true. Um, that that kind of leads me into, you know, uh, right here, the, the preoccupation with effect, focusing on the screen. Uh, another quote by uh, George Bernard Shaw. He goes, uh, people are always blaming circumstances for what they are. I don't believe in circumstances. The people who get on in this world are the people who get up and look for the circumstances they want. And if they can't find them, they make them. I think that's in really perfect alignment with understanding these laws and applying them properly, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. essentially like pulling the string in the right direction, right? It's um, it's it's finding that inner power, remembering that there is this ultimate connection and oneness. And I always use this quote, and I'm sure that I've said this with you uh, uh, before, but, uh, you know, in the words of Rumi, uh, we are not, we are not the ocean in one, excuse me, uh, we are not one drop in the ocean, we are the entire ocean in one drop. And that, that quote, ever since I was, I was younger, has always resonated with me on such a deep level to where there is so much proof for for me right we can only speak for the individual but what i've learned through quantum physics and what i've studied about the quantum nature of our universe it's it's so blatantly clear that there is no just like you said such thing as disconnection there is no such thing as separation there's no such thing as disconnection there is an illusion of separation and what I guess what instills that illusion, what makes us embrace that illusion of separation is our our alterate our differences in vibration. So, you know, if we were if we were to all be vibrating at the same frequency, well we would essentially and I mean the exact same frequency, we would essentially all be one unit. I think I, I remember telling you a story where um I went to um, this monastery and um, was practicing just energy work um, with um, he was he was training to be a monk so huh? we basically had had raised our our frequencies to a level to where um, we had we had locked on to each other's consciousness and and he moved his head and i could feel him pulling my head and like it, we i mean we were not touching each other we were sitting across from each other but literally our consciousnesses had had like interlocked and we had become one unit i could i could hear what he was thinking and i could hear he could hear what I was thinking, but we were thinking the exact same thoughts. The only difference was I could hear his voice in my head while simultaneously also hearing my voice thinking the exact same 
thoughts. So it got a little weird and we had to like pull away for a second because it was, it was extremely, um, uh, surprising. I wasn't expecting to have that type of experience. <laughs> uh-huh. But what I learned was that everything that's that is that is the core of everything being interconnected. And you know the the illusion of separation is a product of our difference in vibrational frequency. So if you know if we all if the entire you know seven billion people on the planet were to get in a super deep meditative state and like all become one unit. It, you know, literally, if one person were, it would be a one collective thought. It would be one collective thought. Now, am I saying that that's like the the way to do it? I'm not because we all we need diversity. You know, we need people being passionate about different things and expressing their creative energy in in, in different facets. But I guess the idea is that it does indeed exist. The 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 science is there <laughs> the the experiences have been experienced they've been written about they've been you know in in our ancient ancient history books you know that's why these people would would go on these these journeys of self-discovery that's why you know these you know certain you know ayahuasca or peyote journeys is is they're so prevalent in these native american cultures because it really is all about connecting with higher self remembering your source remembering that you are spirit in a body and you are expressing this divine energy um and it really depends on where you focus your thoughts um, and what actions you take, which is just a product of where you focus your thoughts. So, um, yeah, sorry for tangenting, but that that you know that quote and that experience go very very hand in hand in the sense of everything is vibration. We are all interconnected. Everything you experience in your reality is just a vibrational match to the thoughts you're emitting. To the frequencies mm-hmm. you're emitting. Yes, uh, and that what you just said triggered a couple examples, and and sometimes you know it may be biochemical triggers, and other times it may be uh, geographic ones. Uh, the one that comes to mind as you after you were sharing what you just shared was uh, going to the Great Pyramid. Um, yes. Gosh, uh, in 1992, it's been a while, <laughs> and uh, and going in what they call the king's chamber and and wow. toning in there and and having a you know a, somewhat of a mystical experience where it felt like a thousand voice choir was singing through me and wow. i realized and then but then i realized afterwards that i could summon that experience in my mind and it didn't require being in that location yes and then i had a similar experience with um years ago there was a, in fact a fellow who i originally had planned to go to the great pyramid with a, a musician named paul beaver who worked with a fellow named uh, bernie Krauss, who's done wonderful stuff with recording uh, uh, nature sounds and and they had a, a a duo of electronic music back in the 70s then i was an avid fan of their 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 uh, musical experimentations and 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 that's awesome. produ- productions that's awesome and and anyway but uh, <laughs> um the he turned me on to um, in the early days of, of uh, biofeedback, a, a little brainwave uh, monitor, and and after just a, you know an hour or so of, of practicing with this, I fig- I realized that I could put myself in an alpha state, and wow. which is very a, a very relaxed state, and it was very easy to stay focused and, and you know concentrate um, on whatever I needed to concentrate on in that state. And that was the whole purpose of it, and uh, and just but by listening to the vibratory 
modulation of, of an, an audible tone right. based on the, the brain frequencies that were being picked up on my scalp. Right? And wow. um, I think they wow. still have it, have it in a closet somewhere. <laughs> if, if it still works, I don't know. That's amazing. But, but then I realized it was, it was like, okay, well, I, I, in my mind, I thought I needed the device to show me that state. Sure. And and the, but then afterwards, same, just like the Great Pyramid episode, is like I realized. Well, wait a minute. I I can just remember what that felt like, wow. and then tune into that state. And and I think that it could be a teacher, or it could be um, you know a, a group chanting, or it could be any number of things. It sure. could be reading a book, or listening to music that inspires you, or yes. or watching a, a movie that that has a profound effect, or, or or just you know getting together with people that that you really care about and and sharing on a heart level. It could be uh, countless different things. But but if we can remember that. Those experiences are not dependent on the circumstances. They're a choice in the mind that is then reflected uh, in those experiences. Then we can summon that awareness at any given time. And I think that's yes. the heart of the cause and effect principle that I think is so profound. And that where we get caught in this level confusion thing is we think, well, oh, I was this. It was this situation that did it for me. And so we, you know, we go back to. The, the location where we had this mystical experience, thinking that that's going to do it, and, you, and, and nothing happens, you know, or something. Right, <laughs> right. But it, but it's not the place. It's not the person. It's not the specifics. No, it's never it's never not. about that. No. That may be something that was pivotal, but you know, we we tend to um, like in the movie The Life of Brian, where you know they, you know. They, <laughs> they pick up the gourd because they think that that's you know this magical symbol, and so everybody finds a gourd and <laughs> right. takes one shoe, you know. And if right. You remember that movie? I, maybe some of you haven't seen it, but it's, it's yes, no, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. And, and, yes. and, but but that's the kind of thing that we do is we make a big deal out of the specific, right? Forgetting that it's really the choice in the mind right. to to think inclusively, to think in terms of uh, um, compassion. And and since you quoted Rumi a while back, I'm gonna. I'm going to just make a silly out of that. Please, that, is that uh, please. He, he was such an inclusive thinker because his mind was it was so roomy, right? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to have to take that one back with me. That's uh, I'll give uh, I'll give copyright credit Bruce Rolf. <laughs> I, I like to play with Bruce. What can I say? Yeah, tra- trade trademark uh, trademark roomy quote or no. <laughs> trademark uh, roomy joke. No. <laughs> He had such an inclusive mind. Uh, his 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 brain was so roomy. Is that what? You're yeah, yeah. <laughs> his so, mind so, was so. Since, I love since, it. I love it. It's great. Well, to get to get back to 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 what some of the things in this book that I think are, are helpful to people, and you and you appropriately set it up by talking about the previous section, which is how we f- tend to focus on the screen, which is the effect. Yes. Um, the way we get back to our mind, where we really can make a difference, and we can choose and and start to ch- shift our identity. And that's to me the, the important thing is what we identify with. Yes. Um, I have a quote from Richard Bach uh, from his classic book Illusions: The Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah. And uh, this is this is probably it may be my favorite quote in the whole book. Anyway, so it's, he says, "Just your imagination? Of course, it's your imagination. This world is your imagination. Have you forgotten?" Uh. Where your thinking is, there is your experience. As a man thinks, so is he. That which I feared has come upon me. Think and grow rich. Create a visualization for fun and profit. How to find friends by being who you are. Your imagining doesn't change the is, capital I is, Mm. one whit. doesn't affect reality at all. But we're talking about Warner Brothers World's 
MGM lifetimes and every second of those are illusions and imaginations. Wow. All dreams with the symbols we waking dreamers conjure for ourselves. And that's it. I, we're so used to thinking that our bodies and our personal stories are the reality. And our yes. spirit is just this, this, this abstract idea that, well, maybe someday we'll, I'll you know, look at that. Maybe I'll meditate or maybe I'll, I'll contemplate the idea that maybe the self that I really am is, is more than just the, you know, the stuff that could go in a history book. Right, right. But, but what, if, what if we've got it all backwards? What if, what if actually the, the bodies and the stories and the stuff that could be put onto a, a, a bio page on our, our website – is the, is just symbolic stuff. Yes. But the reality of what we are is so much more than I, I think that's yes. why that, that Forgotten Song section, which is right after the, the, uh, the preface to this chapter that you read, that talks about you know, the, the, the cause and effect principle, basically, is so, so inspiring because um, if we're at the mercy of effect – and it's the effect of a dream, right. no less, right. then, uh, <laughs> and, and a dysfunctional one at that, <laughs> then, yes. then that's, that's kind of a crazy place to be. It is. Know? Oh, absolutely. And, but it takes, I think it takes a lot of practice to recognize that this world is, you know, not just a little insane, but completely insane. Totally insane. And, and yes, but the, it yes, doesn't yes. warrant our condemnation it, or, or our judgment. It just warrants our compassion. Yes, and and, and and when we have compassion for each other, we immediately have it for ourselves because that principle of inclusion sees that there is no difference yes. in truth. Now, on the level of form, of course, there's plenty of difference, but on the level of truth, there's no difference between the the person I call myself and the person I call yourself or any other self that happens to be listening or or on the planet or on any other other planet, including animal, mineral, vegetable, or whatever. Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> no, it's so true, and that. Everything you just said, actually, um, what that triggered within me was the, I, the 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 last third of the title of your book, where it says "Friendly Reminders of Inclusion to Forgive the Dreamer of Separation." I mean, if you mm-hmm. really think about what that's saying, you know, f- this book contains friendly reminders to look within to forgive. Your egoic mind of convincing you of the illusion of separation. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> that's literally, and and that's that is you know just just like we talk about, just like we've said multiple times, that is the key, that is the answer. Embracing this understanding, utilizing this understanding, and applying this understanding to everything that we do. Yes. That is that is. Enlightenment, you know that. Yes, that, that's that's that is. So another little side story that I think is actually um, connects to an important principle. When I was putting this book together a few years ago, and it's, it's amazing the time flies. It's actually been about over four years ago now that I was I finally got it out to the to the public. Um, wow! But for several for several years, I was kind of noodling on different ideas that I thought would fit in with these seven hermetic laws and some, a little bit of geometry behind it. And and but the underlying metaphysics that that then uh, I realized had to be the backbone of it, the real heart of it from from the metaphysics that I'd been hurled back into almost a decade ago by Gary Renard's books. And I, I, I was the working title. Was forgiving the dream of separation, or that that part of it. Yes. And then I realized, wait a minute. Well, that 
that's fine, but that really does – that's another example of level confusion. Ah, uh, yes. Because forgiving the dream is forgiving the effect. Yes. And yes. that yes. really doesn't address what needs to be addressed. I mean, we can, we can say that and they're nice words, but the only place it really counts is if we, we deal with the cause again. And the, the cause is the dreamer. That is the part of our mind that chose to believe in a, in a whacked out, silly, totally forgivable <laughs> premise <laughs> that, that somehow yes. you and I and anyone else that we think of as, quote, other, unquote, could possibly be, uh, in truth, disconnected from each other. Right. Th- that's just a whacked out, silly idea. It really and, is. And that solves so many things when we, yes. we allow ourselves to embrace that. It basically gives us... Uh, not just a you know a, a nice idea, but but a, a true um, solid uh, a reason for an, an, an authentic reason for being kind because we're being yes. kind to ourselves. Yes, that's, yes. I mean that's 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 the only way it yes. makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's so true. You know, on um, on the uh, Instagram page that uh, I run, uh, Universal Consciousness Eleven Eleven, I I literally. Uh, just last night made a post and within that post, you know, I forget the exact quote, but it, you know, it said something along the lines of, um, you know, uh, like everyone, uh, you know, everyone you experience or everyone you interact with is a reflection of you. It was something like that. So my, my caption uh-huh. to, to that quote was, you know, um, basically, you know, you are the birds, you are the bees, you are the mountains, you are the trees, you are the people that you interact with, you are everything in your reality. So if you can mm-hmm. find a way to align your energy with the source within that only sees love, only knows love, and only knows abundance and light and wellness, well-being for all, you start projecting that outwards. You see the light within others. You see the goodness within others, even mm-hmm. those that's, mm-hmm. that are kind of difficult. And though, those people that are difficult to see the goodness within is actually just an aspect of you that is an opportunity for healing. If you can see the love within them, then you can find the love within yourself. Absolutely. And I think that's a very important point. And that is that the, the people that push our buttons the most mm. are really our greatest gift. Yes, oh, because, beautifully because if, said. If we if we think that that there are um, you know <laughs> if there's anyone that is undeserving of our identical care and compassion, obviously on the level of form that doesn't make sense because you know we can't. Um, be a philanthropist to seven billion people and, sure. and, and countless animals, and you sure. know we have to kind of pick and choose. And, and you, when you have a potluck, you know you don't usually invite seven billion people on the planet. <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of have to be a little selective, or you're going to run out of stuff. But on the level of the mind, which is where it makes sense right. and where it really counts right. in truth, yeah, we can include everyone in yes. that the big cosmic potluck in our mind, and and that's where. Um, if we catch ourselves excluding anyone, even just thinking, well, this person's different or this group is different and, you know, they don't uh, <laughs> merit my my appreciation or, or compassion or, or uh, acceptance or whatever, you know, then then we're just – you're saying, okay, I'm putting a tourniquet on, on my identity. I'm, yes. I'm, saying, I'm cutting myself off yes. from that flow of – of and you know, like you say, uh, you're, to use your f- favorite phrase, you have the vibration of oneness. We're we're mm-hmm. we're we're disconnecting from that quality, which is really an infinite frequency, if you will. It's 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 a frequency of one yes. that transcends 
the even the idea idea of vibration, um, but it's it's really you know the perfect pitch, if you will, of yes. of, of of complete unity that we re- where we really are all all the time, but we we have hallucinated otherwise. Absolutely, <laughs> I just I just love it. You just say it so beautifully. You say it amazing. You know, Bruce, I'm so grateful to to have you on the show, and always, I mean, I just get like invigorated when we speak, and I know the listeners do too. Um, listeners, if you want to email me with any questions or just gratitude, anything at all, you can do so Dave's Vibration Station at gmail.com. Once again, that's Dave's Vibration Station at gmail.com. And guys, make sure to visit geometryco.com. And if you can, pick up a book of uh, the Geometry Code, uh, Universal Symbolic Mirrors, Mirrors of Natural Laws Within Us, and my favorite part, Friendly Reminders of Inclusion to Forgive the Dreamer of Separation. Bruce, my friend, with the last minute of the show, was there anything else that you would like to leave the listeners with today? Uh, sure. I'll just I'll just end with a, a quote from Deepak Chopra that's also in that chapter we've been reading from, and Beautiful. also, uh, which is, uh, happiness for a reason is just another form of misery because the reason can be taken away from us at any time. Mm. So there's there's a, a reminder to to not make. Our, our peace contingent on anything in the realm of effect. Uh, and, and also, I, I will mention that if you go to uh, one of my other websites, ACIM Blog, yes. um, I will be participating in an online virtual conference in October that some of your listeners might be interested in, along with two dozen other uh, presenters that will each have a half-hour video. Wow. And uh, this is the third annual one. I've, I've participated in the last two, and they're just a blast. And um, it's all based on uh, the, the ideas of A Course in Miracles. And, uh, oh, that's so, awesome. So I will be participating in that in October, and, and you can go to acimblog.com. And it's in, I put a little announcement in the upper left corner of the, the homepage there. And if people are interested, they can check that out. That's so, amazing, Bruce. Yeah, well, I'm, it'll be fun. I'm definitely going to be checking it out. So acimblog.com. You guys are going to make sure to check that out. And, of course, geometrycode.com. And thank you, David. Oh, as Bruce, thank you, brother. Truly all the unconditional love and appreciation from our hearts to yours. Um, thank you for being who you are and raising the vibration of this planet. You're Likewise. awesome, Bruce. We'll, uh, we'll chat soon, brother. Thank you for everything. Thank you and your listeners. All right, guys. Once again, thank you, guys. And just as our love goes out to Bruce, all of our love unconditional love light happiness abundance joy and laughter goes to you straight to your hearts as well make sure to follow us on twitter that's at good vibe station and i'd like to thank of course uh universal consciousness 1111.com you can check us out and uh what we do there uh, got some really good vibes going um just all around so we're here raising the vibration of the planet one frequency at a time Love you guys, and we'll see you next Sunday. Peace.